the Michael Mamas Show. I'm your host, Michael Mamas, coming to you from Mount Soma, North Carolina, USA, home of the Sri Sameshwara Temple. You know, pretty much everybody these days is familiar with the notion of karma. What goes around comes around. As ye sow, so shall ye reap. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, because they will. That sort of idea. It's basically Newtonian physics, cause and effect, but it's generalized to apply to uh, everything in life. How you treat other people, how you function in the world, how you behave. And then there's the... uh, astrology chart in uh, Vedic astrology is called Jyotish, the Jyotish chart. And what that is, is a, uh, basically it's a map of your karma. Now, a lot of people say, oh, astrology, you know, the planets are too far away to have any kind of effect. And that's true, but that's not really what astrology is. The idea of astrology really is the idea that everything maps onto everything else. The idea being that, in its essence, everything is the same one thing. It all comes out of, as modern physicists would say, the unified field. That one thing that is the source of everything. So if I am that one thing in my essence, and you are that one thing in your essence, then it follows that you and I are one. In fact, you are one with everything. That's the idea. And so as far as uh, your life goes, you are one with the arrangement of the planets the moment you were born. It's just a straightforward mapping. It's a concept out of mathematics, really. And so by looking at the astrology chart, you see a mapping of your karma. Now, the thing is that there are two other elements involved that don't even show up in your astrology chart, don't even show up in your Jyotish chart. And uh, I'd have to say that they're even more important than your karma. They predominate over your karma, really. And those two things, one is called Apurva, A-P-U-R-V-A, and the other is called Adrishta, A-D-R-I-S-H-T-A. Adrishta means literally translates into uh, not seen or hidden. Because you see, Adrishtas don't even show up in your Jyotish chart. They don't even show up in your astrology chart. We could, I guess, translate uh, the two types of Adrishta. Um, we could say boons and curses. But now... I think a lot of people, certainly me in the past, thought of boons and curses as something that um, some god or some sort of supernatural being would um, impose upon people or grant people. But in reality, those sorts of boons and adrishtas, boons and curses, those kinds of adrishtas, we impose upon one another all the time. And so, 
let's take a look at how adrishtas work. And to, to do that, we have to understand this idea of apurva. Apurva is like the glue that connects everything in the universe. It's, the, it's an underlying ocean, you could say. It's a field within that ocean. Might be better to say it that way. That affects or determines the relationship between cause and effect. It's like the glue that connects an action with the reaction. So it's the stuff that karma plays out through. But a purva is not some fixed thing. So in other words, for a particular type of action, there's not a particular type of reaction that goes on through time. That's not the way it works. Apurva is very fluid. It's very dynamic. It changes from moment to moment. And it changes through these adrishta, these hidden influences, we could say. We're calling them boons and curses. Uh, you know, those are just a couple of words. But the point is, we create adrishtas all the time with our thoughts, with our actions, with our feelings, with our attitudes. And those adrishtas then, we could say, go deep into existence and affect the apurva. And even though apurva is a huge ocean that connects us all, we each, you could kind of look at it like we each have our own little local areas within apurva. So we could say in that sense, it's our own apurva, our own domain. And if people have good feelings towards you, it creates a positive quality to the apurva. So the, the relationship between the cause and the effect becomes more benefic, benefic more beneficial. And of course, if people have a negative attitude, you know, they could create a negative apurva, what we call curses, if you want. And um, that would then have a negative effect on the relationship between cause and effect. Now, there are a lot of different things that can affect uh, apurva. For example, they say uh, if you meditate regularly as you evolve, what happens is the relationship between cause and effect, that is to say the apurva, we could say evolves or refines. So that if the apurva is not very refined, not very, we could say evolved, I guess, then you might have, a, have done something in the past that results in a very undesirable effect. But you can take that result, that effect, to a different level by refining the apurva. So the same cause now, instead of it being some dramatic, horrible effect, becomes maybe you just stub your toe and go on. Whereas before it could have been a major accident or something. So point being then that when we live our lives, we do really, really well to pay attention to this idea that we're creating influences in our apurva that live with us through time. It's a whole interrelated dynamic, you see? There's cause, there's effect, there's a drishta, there's a purva, and they all interact into this dy dynamic uh, whole that really largely determines the course of your life. And it's really interesting that those drishtas, they're hidden. So you don't really see them 
in your astrology chart or in your Jojo chart. You may look at your Jojo chart and say, oh, well, you know, there's good stuff coming and it doesn't turn out that way. Well, these Adirishtas are unseen. Now, if you have a very powerful Adirishta that has a major impact on the Apurva, and it's, uh, uh, it's like you have this ocean, and way in the depth of the ocean, there's a very powerful churning of a drishta, we could say, the influence on a purva. And it's rising to the surface where it's going to affect the nature of your karma. It's going to eventually become visible in your life, manifest. But it's not seen. You don't see it coming. But if it's powerful enough, it is possible that if, if there's an astrologer, a jyotishi, that's really good enough, by looking at a person's chart, they get a sense. that Just like you get a sense if you're looking at a pond and there's a deep current deep within the pond, you might get a sense by some the nature of some ripplings on the surface that something's coming to the surface, you know. Uh, but very few astrologers are uh, that talented, you know. So bottom line there is we do well to pay attention to our life, how we live our life. And it's not just karma. It's not just what goes around, comes around. What's even more important is the apurva and the adrishta and being attentive to that. Now, apurva can change from moment to moment. Somebody says something very positive and benefic, like a boon, uh, in your direction, and it softens the apurva, makes the apurva more har harmonious, makes your life more harmonious. It has a positive effect that's long-lasting, you see. But over long periods of time, apurva can change quite a bit. And if it does that, what happens is the relationship between cause and effect changes quite a bit. The laws of nature play out differently. And that's essentially, if you're familiar with the notion of yugas, yugas are like major long time periods. There's Kali Yuga, there's Sat Yuga. And the laws of nature are very, very different as we traverse from one yuga to the next yuga over, th over thousands and thousands of years. And now we can get an understanding of what's going on there. What's going on there is the Apurva is changing over time. And over long periods of time, the shift in Apurva can be dramatic. So the laws of nature are dramatically different. They say that we're in Kali Yuga now, the age of ignorance, really. And in Kali Yuga, they say the uh, negative influences, the, uh, they call them Rakshasas, you know, the, the uh, boogeymen, you know. <laughs> they dwell within the hearts and minds of the people. In other ages, they are off on another planet somewhere, and we live unaffected by them, you see. But the funny thing about that is we hear that and we think, oh yeah, they live in the hearts and minds of other people. It's easy to see how it goes on in other people. Oftentimes it's not so easy to see how it goes on within us. After all, we justify whatever it is we're feeling, whatever it is we're thinking. We think we're not being positive or negative, we're just being right. We're right. <laughs> you see? So it's a big step forward in a person's life when they can take a step back and not get so caught up and not so identified with their narrative, with their story, 
with their perspective on something. And people do that to the point where how they're feeling is more important than facts. If facts contradict how they're feeling, they either ignore the facts or that somehow they rationalize them away. Because like I like to say, you can justify anything with the intellect. And people do. Apurva, adrishta, karma, short-term effects from day-to-day, moment-to-moment, and long-term effects in how we live our life. Something to think about.